Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the We Are Wrestling Podcast. I'm your host. You don't need to know my name. With my co-host, uh, Renegade Enigma, <laughs> and we are here to talk about wrestling. This week in wrestling, and it has been a week with more. Not controversy, more wrestling, and more. What the fuck is going on here? That, that's, <laughs> right? that's what this. That's what it is. So yeah, like this is. Been, what what say you, Renegade? What say you? Thank God, there's no controversy this week. Shit, I'm getting tired of that shit. It is a lot of like, what the fuck is going on though. Oh, I would love that. So, already starting off the podcast, I have to say, we will be dropping the pod, the second podcast on Sunday, right after Money in the Bank and SmackDown and Rumpage. So, don't look for it on Saturday morning. You're like, okay, you're going to have it up and it's going to be right there and it's going to pop up and it's going to shake things up. Give us an outlook on what's going to happen on Money in the Bank. No, no, no. We'll give you that small preview here tonight, and on Sunday we will do the SmackDown review, Rampage, and Money in the Bank, and you will enjoy it because it will be good. It will be good. I don't know if the show is actually going to be good, but it will be good. Our review because we, we never let you down on reviews and shit like that. Like we've had some really bad off games, and the games were just like, ah, you guys suck at podcasting. Oh, these guys suck. And then we come back with a fucking hit show. And you're like, oh my God, I forgot how amazing you guys are. Yeah, that, that's that's where we are. This is going to be one of those, oh my God, I forgot how amazing you guys are podcast today. This is going to be you one of those. We're more entertaining than actual shows themselves sometimes. <laughs> we're never more entertaining than any of the shows. The shows are way better than us. <laughs> us doing a review is so mundane and sad that no one actually really cares but all of you guys listen and tune in and go you know what we really care this is way more entertaining I don't know why you keep saying that wrestling is entertaining and I get none of that from them and all of it from the podcast yeah I know we like it's an embellishment of what's going on please just go with me sometime people so yeah this week was a good week in wrestling yeah. so we're gonna get into it with NXT 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 which was so amazing and it was like oh no it wasn't that amazing so it started off with the TikTok toxic tag team Casey Carter and Caden Chance or whatever whatever their names is like I'm not I'm not even I'm, I'm not even I'm not even going because they changed up the girl's name. I'm not even going. Whatever. Who cares? I remember this because of Mortal Kombat. Otherwise, I would not remember. Well, who cares? Like, who cares? Like, who really cares? Like, who gives a damn? Most irritating shit to change up somebody's name who actually has a name in real life. You just go, hey, I want to own your name, so I'm going to change up your name. That's bullshit. Like, they need to stop that shit. And then change it up after we'd known this girl for like seven years. Like, fuck that. Fuck that. You guys are shit. For no and reason. It, it's not like a fading Arkner thing. Yeah, no, there's no reason. And 
I have to put point this out. So, Caden Carter comes like they do this dance. Caden Carter comes out and she's dancing her ass off, and Katana Chance is just like, I, I don't know what to do. I'm just gonna do a, a, this little step move, and that's it. It's like, dude, she's like dancing her ass off, and you're just like, I'm just gonna do this little step move. Like, okay, dude. All right, all right. I was like, all right, this, this is all right. So their faces. You would think she would have some dance moves. No. <laughs> no, no, no. So they're up against Roxy, Roxana, and Cordade, and it's like, okay, yeah, this is, and the winner gets a shot at the tag team championships. And it's like, well, we already know who's gonna win. So like, basically half of everybody that's there just like fucking blacked out on it. it was like, oh, all right, we know what's gonna happen here. This is. This is a foregone conclusion. Whatever. Who cares? Okay. Of course, Roxy and Cora wins. And you know what's funny? Like I saw, like I saw a clip floating around on Twitter, and like it made me happy. I'm actually going to talk about here. Like I saw a clip, and it made me happy. It was Roxy training with Natty, and you know Natty has the ring, and Natty is training, and like she trains with a bunch of people. And it was just like, it was amazing to see them two working together. And Roxana is now called the Prodigy. But it was amazing to see them two working together and to see like what Roxy is capable of at such a young age. And it's like, she's going to grow into like a superior wrestler. And I understand why they name her the Prodigy. It is like, she's going to grow into that. And it's like, wow, like, like you can see her and Natty working together with like, two different generations like having this excellent like training segment and it's like wow that's actually really really good I see nothing but good things for her oh yeah that's only that's only if fucking they should like they need new young stars they need young stars they have Cora and Roxy right there yeah. right there two young stars yeah I see not even because even like you know how that it is even if she gets released here She's gonna learn a lot from that B. If she gets released, go somewhere else, flourish there. She doesn't need that be. That'd be needs her. I know. And uh, yeah. just decide, like, hey, we really do want young people. Yeah, we're gonna do mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And then we had Cora Jade saying about how she's like loves NXT and she's the future of NXT. And Bailey just like chimed in and was like, yeah. You know I paved the way for that. And Cora responded was like, Yeah, I know, like thank you. And like they had this little nice exchange and it's like these girls, like both of these girls are like just the most humblest, sweetest people that you've ever met. And it's like they like they literally have just taken over. It's like NXT is theirs. It's like this is like what the four horse women were, but it's just two of them. It's like, yeah, it was like, yeah, you just throw everything out the window, like just give them all the titles. Just give them two all the titles. And Indy too. Just like give them give them three all the titles because they're just so deep ingrained into like wrestling. It's like, yeah, just give them the title. Just give it to them. Yeah. That's it. So I'll be down for that. Then we give them a group. Yes. So then we had a backstage with fucking Diamond Mine. And then we have the Dyad and fucking whatever. Uh, goddamn Joe Gacy. And they come up and they challenge them to like a little six-man bullshit. 
And you can see like this little thing where it's like the crew brothers walk off after the dad and them walk off, and you see Roderick kind of looks at Damien and like, oh, okay, I understand. There's more to this than what's being let on. It's like we know what's happening, and we're like, okay, there, there's more to this. I don't like. I, I just, I, mean, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't give a shit. So then we had a backstage with Toxic Distraction. And we have Gigi, Mandy, and JT. And I have to point this out because I have been quietly not saying anything for the last couple of weeks. But there's no way in anybody's that Mandy outshines JT Jane. JC has all of the fucking charisma and she is like the most entertaining person when it comes to the interviews. Like, you're not gonna tell me that she that she doesn't outshine Mandy Rose. Like, in every what fucking what? segment, there's the three of them. It's her that steals the fucking segment. Even with her facials, it's like... I mean, she's not the star of this group? Like, like come on. I say it's JC... Gigi and then Mandy. Even though Mandy's supposed to be called the leader. Like yeah. she gets blown up by both of them. Yeah, and then we get fucking uh Nikita Lyons who's back and she says something to Mandy. Mandy says, Why don't you have a match with me tonight? Like, okay, whatever. <laughs> so then we have the match from last week that got set up and it's check it. Ikiminjiro versus Giovanni Di Vinci. I, I, I hate his gimmick. After one week, I fucking hate his gimmick. I'm over it. Like, I'm completely over it. Like, he's a good wrestler. I'm over his gimmick. I'm over it. I'm fucking over it. You said it so, out of the pocket, too, so it's real thing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like I'm super like I'm super over it. Like it's so boring and like dragged out and dumb and it's like I don't I don't like it. It's just not for me, man. It's not for me. It ain't it ain't for me. It ain't it ain't I ain't I'm not down for it. Like I said, Freaking Nightmare's a really good wrestler. This this gimmick just tagged to this guy, it's just not for me. Like you can do better, WWE. But then you remember who you're talking to, with WWE. So then we have a backstage with Mello and Grayson Waller. And I heard a fucking review of this, and somebody had to get explained to how this worked. And and then when the person explained it to him, they went on a five minute tirade of how this is so stupid. But every time this has happened before. They literally praised it in every other situation. Like, even in other WWE like things, they praise people for doing the same exact thing. Because you have Melo, and Melo is doing something, and Grace Wilder's like, yeah, I want you to sign this stuff for my grandma. So he's signing all this stuff. He signs the ball. And, like, as soon as that happened, I just say to Renegade, I was like, oh, he got him. He got him. And he just signed it all up signing a contract the face for the North American title and it's like bro like that's happened a million times like this time 
it seemed way like it seemed way funnier because they were supposed to be friends and the way that he got him without knowing it's like it made it even better because it's like oh we're supposed to be friends and he still got him and it's like oh it's funny you know that saying oldest trick in the book this is like the oldest trick in the book when it comes to wrestling yeah like, Yes, and like it's been a thing, and like it's happened a bunch of times. And the person goes like, "Well, is is that even legal?" I'm like, "It's wrestling. This shit happens all the time." You've praised this segment before. Don't just sit there and just like this fucking NXT just be like, "Oh, this is fucking bullshit." It's like, bro, like it's a fucking thing. It's a trope. I bet you any amount of money if AEW does it, it's just like the greatest thing in the world. Like, it's so smart. Like, no one would think that. And it's like, yeah, because, yeah. The fuck? Give it a few weeks, AEW will do it, and then they'll get praised for it. Yeah, but it's like, just so stupid. It's like, just the hate on NXT because it's NXT, but it's like, whatever, fuck it. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, that happens, and then, like, we get the new... NXT UK Tag Team Champions of the World broke money. They come out and they feel like they feel a hundred percent refreshed with the titles on them. It feels like wow, like they're actually a team. They actually better. They're like a whole nother thing. And it's like wow, this is actually kind of cool. Even though like they don't have an official team name, it's three of them because it's Thea Hale with them, not Thea Hale. Um. Colin Henley with him, and it's like, okay, it's a crew, but like, come on, give them a name. They need a name. Like, I, I, I officially kind of broke money like you do, so. Yeah. And so, while they're out there talking about their tag titles, former NXT UK tag team champions, Pretty Deadly, come out, and they basically said they want to challenge them, and they're going to do a little scrap, and then like, you know, basically just bullshit. So setting up them as the first challengers for this, I don't understand how they're the first challengers because this is a UK thing, but you know, whatever. Like it's it's whatever. Like I, I don't be surprised that they fuse both NXTs like eventually they just scrap the whole UK thing. I Okay, I want that because, like I said, there's a lot of talent over there in NXT UK that needs to get over here. But mm-hmm. the problem, the problem is like that cuts off another branch of talent. So like that, that's really dumb of them. Yeah. No, they probably so, still keep the spot. They'll just like have everything just called NXT. I mean, that's fine, but yeah, just like this is stupid. So yeah. then we had a backstage thing. Where- TikTok toxic tag team and they were backstage and they were talking shit and some I don't know who this young lady is but she's backstage and she's part of the roster and she said something to them and they had like a little whatever and it was like yeah whatever who cares they're going here so, oh they're definitely here they they've been healed that's the thing that a lot of people keep forgetting if you look yeah. at them and what they do they're fucking heels dude. No, no, definitely, but, but it's not like apparent to everybody, evidently. You know what I mean? Me and you see it. Yeah. But it, everybody can't see it for some reason. So when that shit blows up, yeah. So Indy is wrestling the new 2022 version of Alexander York 
and she she loses. Indy loses, and that fucking fucks me up. So then we have a backstage segment, and I love how people don't pay attention because they hate this show, and they just like totally miss exactly what was going on. So Tony D'Angelo was there, and he's standing by a river. So he throws this, he throws something in the river, and you hear it go, bump, and then you see him throw a watch in the, in the river, and you're like, what the this? Like, what on? What's happening here? And then he goes, oh, this is what you get for being a snitch. You know, you gotta throw him in the river. Rest with the fishes. And everybody was like, whoa, what the fuck? Like, who's this guy? What, what's happening? Come on. And then we find out that he just killed off on two dimes. So two dimes is dead. So yeah, you know, at least they wrote him out. That's what we called it. Wait. Yeah, it's like it was the perfect name. And then all yeah. of a sudden he gets a phone call from Santos Escobar. And Santos like, hey boss. And Tony goes, You're like, what are you calling me for? He's like, you know what? I'm gonna get you. So so that feud is continuing. And like for some reason, first off, people thought that they killed off Santos Escobar. And then they had no idea why they killed off two dogs. He's like, why did they kill him off? He's sleeping with the fishes because he snitched. Yeah. So that was a thing. <laughs> so then we get a Wesley promo. And Wesley is the saddest man in NXT. We really need some help for this guy. He really needs some help for this guy because this guy is sad. He lost his friend. He can't talk about it. And then just because he can't talk about it, he's going crazy because he can't talk about it. And he's fucking losing his mind. He's just like, dude, what the hell, man? Need to trip to the treehouse so he can be happy again. Yeah, like I, I feel like I feel so bad for him. Like I feel so bad for him. I feel so bad for him, just like I feel bad for Roddy. So Roddy and the Diamond Mind, the Cree brothers, are going against the Diet and And you can see it. You can fucking see it. Roddy looks so sad and miserable. He's like, I just want to be with my friends. I just want to leave here. And it's like he's like, I know he's playing a role. People are like, oh, he's playing a role. No, man, he's really fucking sad. So the ending like the fucking there and Roddy tags out and he's like dog he's like I was about to win the match it doesn't fucking matter and Roddy's like get the fuck out of there Joe Gacy goes for the handspring elbow and the other Creed brother gets in the way he was like nope he was like I'm gonna make sure you don't get hit so Roddy's kicking him out Roddy's like get the fuck out of here what is wrong with you and then the fucking diet they trade places they catch Roddy with the ticket to mayhem and one, two, three, they win. So Roddy gets was up. Was that the Like I thought it no, was. No, 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 no. It's, okay. it's not. Okay. I, call, I called it that. So after the match, Roddy gets mad at the Creed brothers. And he says, next week, me and Damian Kemp versus you guys for the titles. Okay. We'll show you how this is cool. All right. So then we have Trick and Mellow leaving. And... So Mackenzie comes up and she's like, she's ready to talk to Mello. She's like, Mello, can I get some comments? Mello, can I get some comments? Trick's like, what are you talking about? Like, I got the match next week against Wesley. What are you talking about? And she's like, no, 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 Mello. 
you have a title match next week against Grayson Waller. You signed the contract. And Melo realizes what he did, and Melo's angry. Melo's like, fuck this, I'm kicking his ass. So can we have a backstage thing? They're supposed to be giving an update on Aurobafire. And Lash Legend comes in. And Lash Legend is like, I put her down and she's gone. And like the way it sounded to me was like they're gonna have a fucking match, like a no holds barred or like some kind of false count anywhere type match. I don't know. It's gonna be yeah, it's gonna be something when they come back. So that was that. Then we had Sangha. He's coming out because he's got a match against Zion Quinn. And he's coming out to the ring and BAM! Oh my god, he gets attacked by Zion Quinn. It's like, okay, what the fuck? Like, so they're fighting. They're fighting in the ring. They're fighting all over. They're just fighting and fighting and fighting. And Zion Quinn looks like he's going to win, but Zion Quinn dies. Zion Quinn dies because Sangha killed him. Like, okay. I, I was kind of like weirded out by that. I was like, okay, well, but Zion Quinn was supposed to be like this fucking star that they're going to break the whole company after. And this is going to be like his NXT. And it's like, Whatever. So we get this yeah. promo. Of, yeah. We get this promo of Wendy Chu and she's sleep dreaming. I know somebody's out there like, that's what it's called, a dream when you sleep. But like, she wakes up in dreams and she's talking about kicking Barbie's ass. So next week is going to be Tiffany versus Wendy. I'm like, okay. Any stipulation to that? No, it's just match. Okay. So then we have Toxic Extraction comes out and Mandy is facing Nikita. For a lot of guys, they went and grabbed the lotion for this match because that's all I seen on the timeline was people talking about, oh my God, it's Mandy versus Nikita. It's Mandy versus Nikita. Oh my God, this is this is so great. This is so great. And I'm like, the fuck is wrong with you guys? Like what is like what's wrong with you people? I was just I was just baffled. So Nikita is going for the win. JC comes in, disqualification. So Mandy loses by disqualification. And then they try to beat up Nikita and Toxic Toxic Extraction gets beat up by Cora and Roxy. So now it's the three of them versus the three of the other three. And it's like, oh, okay. Well, that's a thing. So then the person who I feel bad for the most right here is Solo Sokoa. To fucking uh, Apollo Crews. And he's like, yo, man, I was supposed to be next in line for the NXT North American title, man. What's going on? And Apollo's like, man, it's all right. You'll get your shot. And he's trying to be nice to him. Then here comes Zion Quinn. And Zion Quinn starts saying all of this stuff. And Zion Quinn's like, I'm the best prototype. I am everything that WWE is looking for. I'm a model. I am this. I'm the best. And Apollo says, well, you know what? I see in your future, it's beat down. And so Zion Quinn's like, what the fuck is he? So they're going to wind up fighting. Not next week, but they're going to wind up fighting. Yeah, because I swore it was a fucking dream season. I was like, nah, what the fuck, man? (laughs) But thank God it wasn't. Jesus Christ. 
So then we get another fucking Jordan Javelin or JD, whatever the fuck his name is now. And he's talking about, yeah, I'm going to come to America and I'm going to be the ace. Well, first off, like, you've been calling it ace of NXT UK. Fine. That was fine. When you went on Twitter and actually said Tanahashi can't see you be ace, that was the most disrespectful bullshit that you ever put out. Like, I don't think you should, like, I think you should delete your Twitter and delete your Instagram and just stay off of the social media. Just never, never return. Like, you, you're you're not that. You're not that guy, pal. So then we had the closing, and it was Braun Breaker versus uh, Cameron Grimes. I forgot his name. I'm not even joking. I just fucking had a mind fuck. So they're, they're arguing about winning and whatever, and so all of a sudden it breaks out into a fight and Cameron Grimes slams Braun Breaker into the turnbuckle once. And then the third time the turnbuckle came off and Braun Breaker's holding his shoulder and Cameron Grimes walks over to him. Well, I might not be able to beat you at 100%, but I can sure beat you at 50%. I'll see you next week. Well, that that's how we left off the show. Like, holy fuck, that was that was a thing. Speaking of that heel turn, if it's not apparent he's a heel now, he definitely is now. Yeah, I mean, because it wasn't really, it wasn't really a hundred percent like apparent that he was a fucking heel. Yeah. So that happened there. Forbidden Door. We have to talk about it. It was a a show. The show? Okay, so... There's a lot I have to say about Forbidden Door. And I'm going to start off by saying... This was was probably my number two favorite show of the first half of the year. The reason I'm saying the first half of the year, we have a whole second half of the year. We don't know what's going to go on. So I'm just putting this as my number two of the first half of the year. My number one is Hyper New Japan because everybody showed back up. It was a big deal. It was a fuck. It was a fucking awesome thing. We had like this huge show. It was fucking awesome, and we had Naito and Okada on top for the title. And it was like fine. That's that was my match, my show of the year. That was it. So this show. It was a lot show, a lot of good wrestling. The thing that I hate the most about it was people were asked about this show, and people literally said, "Oh, one of the reasons I didn't like this show was because of New Japan. They're minor leagues. AEW is is up here. Why are they messing with New Japan? I didn't like when they kept showing up on the show. That's why I wasn't watching." waiting for this to be over and like they're the minor leagues like nobody really cares about them and it's like excuse me like if it wasn't for New Japan AEW wouldn't exist like excuse me it's, it's the disrespect like the disrespect 
And that immediately to me was like nobody in AEW, none of their fucking fan base that said any of that deserve New Japan. Like none of them deserve New Japan. And the people who were like super excited about this the show that loved it, that actually loved it, loved it. Like, I appreciate you. I really do. I really fucking appreciate you. And the one thing about this that even the New Japan fans said, even though a lot of this stuff that was going on here, we were like uh, hand waving it like, oh, that's bullshit. But whatever. The thing that we fucking popped for was the fans. The fans carried the show. The fans made this show go from a fucking nine to a fucking 9.5. Because the fans, the fans were cheering, going crazy. Because like, like, Walking into the show, I immediately had this conversation of this is an AEW show feature in New Japan. I never went into the show as a joint project. And consistently through the night, you can see it all over the show. Like from piece to piece to piece. It literally was an AEW show featuring New Japan. It wasn't a New Japan and AEW show. It was featuring New Japan. It literally shouldn't have said, oh, this is a crossover show. It should have said, featuring New Japan. It was just it was just that dynamic that fucking had me like, oh, shit. And the people who were, like, commenting on, like, oh, I don't know who this person is. I don't know who this person is. And the rest of, it, like, the New Japan hardcores that was there, we were like, okay, yeah, we're, we're watching this because, like, we're New Japan faithfuls. We love, we love New Japan. And I was seeing, like, some wild-ass takes from a lot of people and, like, that one that stuck out to me was like, oh, New Japan is minor leagues compared to AEW. And it just brings reinforce something that I say every fucking week. Just because you have a favorite and you watch it does not mean that that is the fucking holy grail. That that's what bothered that's what bothered me. And I like I even told you like in the beginning when this fucking shit was being put together, I was like, I hate it, but I'm gonna watch the show because I love New Japan. And this is exactly why, because of the way that people disrespected it. But yeah, that that that's that was a thing. Those those are not fans. They they don't know what they're talking about. Like, yeah, I I know. Has a legacy, you know what I mean? Even I, I know. know. I know. I know. But like the AEW onlys have no idea what New Japan is, and they really shit on it. And like I said before, the fucking AEW fans that stopped watching New Japan when it was over, once again, they all fit in that same category. And it made me like it made me feel like like I know that sometimes like this is where I get my tribalism on. Because I ride or die for New Japan and the way people just like hand wave it was like, all right, gotcha. All right, fuck you too. But yeah. But this show was good. Like this show was really good. Yeah. Like, we had the pre-show with Bishamon, which is Goto and Yoshihashi versus QT Marshall and Aaron Solo. But Goto and Yoshihashi win. It's like, okay, like, at that point, like, people was like, okay, well, yeah, it's going to be more New Japan wins. Yeah, don't get your up. Then we had Lance <laughs> Archer versus Nick Camarado. And it's like, okay, people was like, oh, this is just an AEW match. And it's like, no, right now, Lance Archer is rubbing. He's part of New Japan. Thinking that, I'm sure. Thank you. 
yes. And it's like, guys, come on. They're like, no, no, no. Lance is one of our guys. Fuck you guys. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Lance beat Nick Camarodo. It's like, okay. In this match, like going into this next match, I immediately thought because, okay, size difference. This is how this is going to go. Because fucking Swerve and Keith Lee fought fucking El Desperado and Kanemaru. And it's like, they're juniors against heavies. It's going to be bad. Dude, I totally was, I was totally <laughs> wrong. Kanemaru and Desperado was like, no, nah, fuck this. We're not fighting the juniors. We're fighting the straight up heavies. And they fucking put on a classic. I was like, God damn. God damn. They, they did their thing. They did their thing. Even though swerving one fucking Camarado and Suzuki gun, they they they, they did it. Just had to put that out. Yeah. So then this was something else that pissed me off also. So the fucking LA Dojo guys, fucking Alex Coughlin, Kevin Knight, DKC, and Yuyu Umura for the ass boys and Max Caster and Billy Gunn. So they're coming out to the ring. All of a sudden, Dan Housen pops up and he plays the ass boys song. The ass boys run off. So it's only Billy Gunn and Max Caster. Do you know what happened? They whooped the shit out of LA Dojo and fucking won. And it's like, Doug, really? I understand they did the fucking LA Dojo boy, but really? Really? This is how you're just gonna fuck it? I was like, oh yeah, we, we see how the rest of this show goes. And for context, keep in mind it's a four on two situation. <laughs> yes, and it's like, what the fuck, dude? It's like so bad. So then we had the Jericho Jerkoff Society, him and Sammy versus Eddie Kingston, Shota Umino, and Willa Yuta. And I'm glad that they did on the show that they brought up something that, like, a lot of people totally forgot, and me, myself included, totally forgot when fucking Chris Jericho beat the shit out of fucking Shota Umino when he was lying. Because his dad is and, like, after the match, like, fucking Jericho beat up Shota Umino on the outside. I totally forgot, and I know people are like, well, you, like, you watch wrestling, you should remember. It's like, no, he was a young lion, and, like, they die all the time because of Suzuki, and, like, we always thought, like, oh, Jericho's just doing this. And the way that they tied that in to Shota Umino being part of that team, it was like, oh, that actually makes sense. That actually makes sense. All right, got it. And, like, then further later on, something else happened that I'm going to get to and you'd be like, wait, okay, this is more tying into like tying in stuff. And yeah, like I kind of like, I kind of see where something's going. Like I said, when I get to the AEW stuff, I'm going to fully reveal all of that. But yeah. So of course, Jericho and Suzuki and them won because they win the man advantage at Blood and Guts. So they had to win. It was like, all right, that makes sense. So then we had the triple threat for the tag team titles. Of course, this was my favorite match of the night because it had FTR versus Rapungi Vice versus the United Empires for all the tag team gold. And they're going in a match and all of a sudden, that's 
gets injured halfway through. His shoulders hurt. They have to take him into the back. Immediately, as soon as they took him to the back, I knew. I was like, oh, they won the titles. Because, of course, and, help, and then they fucking won the titles at the end. And they pinned Rockies. It is what it is. Like, nothing. And if you're keeping score, yeah, if you're keeping score at home, out of this whole entire thing, New Japan won one. So yeah, just keep just keep that keep that score, keep that score. Just just do that. So then we had the four way: Pac, Clark Connors, Miro, and Malachi Black. I didn't think they were gonna put the title on Pac. I did not think they were gonna put the title on Pac. The North Atlantic title, I didn't think he was gonna have a title. I didn't. Did you? No, like I think I did for Miro. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah, they, sh- they should have put it on Miro. So I was like, it was what like, the fuck? Be like the biggest pop in this match. Yeah. And <laughs> halfway through, people were like, they were sh- like, they didn't know shit about Clark Counters. And like I said, he's a young boy, but he like, he can really wrestle. And people were like, oh shit, he actually did good halfway through the match. I was like, okay. Yeah. So then we had Darby Allen, Shingo, and Sting. Versus the Young Bucks and El Fantasmo. We could basically just say three Young Bucks because I did not notice this until the match that El Fantasmo is just a more degenerate version of the Young Bucks as a solo wrestler. It's like, <laughs> holy shit, he, like, he really is one of the Young Bucks. And it started out with everybody coming to the ring except for Sting. Everybody's like, what the fuck, where's Sting? And then the Young Bucks. And all of a sudden, the lights go out. We're like, what the fuck? And then we see Sting and the Raptors. Like, okay, you, you're supposed to have a match. Why are you up there? Then the lights go out again. Then Sting just jumps off of the entranceway. It's like, he's 63 years old. What the fuck? Sting some, jumps some of bit, like, on him. <laughs> yes. He jumps off on him. They're fighting, they're fighting. And then... In the match, the Young Bucks double super kick him, and he just no souls it. It's like okay, and they wind like Sting and them wind up winning, and it's like what the fuck? Like, like they really showed off Sting. I was like, wow, this is actually crazy. So that was actually like made me happy. That was Sting of all. Yes. So then we had Thunder Rosa versus Tony Storm, and Thunder Rosa. I was like, okay. Well, that that was a thing. She kept the title. Was very confused. Then we had Will Osprey versus Orange Cassidy for the U.S. title. This was this was a really good match. But the thing that confused me was like, literally in the very beginning of the match, very beginning of the match, they pan up to the fucking balcony and you see Juice Robinson with the U.S. title sitting there. <laughs> And he's just fucking sitting there with, like, the other Bullet Club members. And he's like, I'm not giving back the title. And it's like, dude, this is for the title. Why do you still have the title? Just give it up. And he's like, I'm not giving up the title. I'm like, oh, my God, we're doing another fucking interim shit in fucking New Japan. God damn it. We just had, like, two of those this year. It's like, what the fuck is happening? The interim shit's everywhere. That shit pissed me the fuck off. I'm like, what the fuck? So they did have a really good match. Like you went into this match, like not match. Did you enjoy 
Osprey versus Orange Cassidy. Actually, it's like I, I had to take it back. I I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it, like, I told you. Orange showed off. Like, yeah, yeah. You told me so. Hundred percent credit to you. Like, sh- shit. <laughs> like I thought yeah. they do the whole lady thing all the way through and whatever. Like, nah. Like Osprey. Like he went in. I mean, not yeah. Osprey. Fucking Orange. Yeah. So of course. Like, they weren't going to change this title because, like, there was no reason to put it on Cassidy, but, like, Osprey won, so it was like, okay, yeah, that was a thing. Okay, this that was a half the win, guys. It was a half the win, and there was one more half the win, so, of course, like, there was no big surprise. Then we had Zack Sabre Jr., and everybody's waiting for his fucking opponent. Everybody's like, okay, who's going to be his opponent? Who's going to be his opponent? And earlier in the morning, we saw Johnny Gargano leaving Chicago. It's like, oh, it's not going to be Johnny Gargano. Who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? And comes up, he's Claudio Castanoli. So, yeah. Yeah. That was no surprise to nobody. Like I said, I said it as soon as Daniel Bryan said, hey, Listen, I have a person that in mind. I was like, it's Claudio. It's Claudio. That's it. I said it. I tweeted it. I meant it. People were like, yo, you're crazy. I was like, no, it's Claudio. And it was Claudio. So Claudio beat Zack Sabre Jr. He had to win. Like, I know there was some people like, wait, man, come on. But like, shouldn't Zack have won? That would have been the right thing to do have Zach do that and then it would have been like hey listen we still need that Zach and Brian dance in match it was like no but also this is Claudio's first match so yeah he had to win but like I said first he, match he, and he's going into like fucking bloody guts a few days later so yeah like he had to win so that was a thing so then we have the four way Jay White Adam Cole Hangman Page and Kazuchika Okada. So this match, like there was like Jay White was the only person that had to win. So the fight's going on and like what a match. Fucking Adam Cole just drops. Like Okada goes for the Rainmaker. And like at first people was like, oh, he just did the falling thing. He dropped. Like he didn't do like the oh, I'm going to fall on my knees. He just dropped. Like, he just went, bam. So people were like, oh, he just did the fainting thing. And at that moment, I was like, he didn't go down like a faint. He just, like, hit the floor. Like, he didn't even get touched. Like, somebody check on him. So he was laying there. And Jay White, the fucking... This is this is why I've been telling you people about Jay White. Jay White was on the outside fighting with Hangman Page. He pushed Hangman Page down. Jay White slid, went over to the referee. He's hurt. We're going. And the ref was like, what? Hangman slid in the ring. Blade Runner on Okada. He rolled over. Pinned Cole. Cole, like Cole. And just like, I have to kick out. Hang fucking Jay White holds down his fucking arm and says, don't move. One, two, three. Jay White wins the title. He pretends to celebrate. 
But at the same time, the ref goes to grab his hand. He pushes the ref and says, check on him. The ref goes checking on him. Come to find out, Adam Cole has a concussion. And it's like, oh, shit. Like, what the fuck? Like, and once again, it's like fucking Adam Cole shouldn't have been there. Because, like, he literally was injured. They kept him off of TV. They're like, all right, we're going to... We're gonna let him wrestle. We're gonna let him wrestle. It's like, dog, you should have chilled. You should have chilled, but now that's a problem. So now Cole's out. Yeah. That's the thing. I think the plague of fucking injuries continues. Oh, it, it doesn't stop there. It keeps going. But <laughs> then we have the main event, the interim championship, John Moxley versus Hiroshi Tanahashi. And you're like, okay, yeah, like there could be like a small chance that Tanahashi wins. Oh, I forgot to talk about the fucking pop of the night. And the pop of the night was like for people who knew and like the some people that have no idea. Because like one of my friends, she has never seen Shibata in action. She's never seen Shibata in action. She showed up to New Japan after that and been a dedicated New Japan fan after that. First of all, I'm announcing. And there's been a lot of people who fell in line with that whole thinking of never seen got injured with the whole headbutt with Okada. So there was a lot of people who never seen him. They just knew the legend of Katsuri Shabbat. And Will Ospreay was beating Orange Cassidy's ass and Shibata came out to help him. When that music hit, like to be honest, like when that music hit, the first thought, I didn't even think of anything else. I just thought of, oh my God. Because Os- Osprey and them were beating the shit out of Orange Cassidy. And like, I was wondering who's going to help him. When that music hit, I just like, oh my God. Like, oh my God. Like, I seen pictures of him all flexed up with Tanahashi the day before. Didn't think, oh, he's going to be at the show. He showed up and beat Osprey's ass. And like, he got a massive pop. And like, there was a crowd, there was somebody in a crowd that was holding a sign that said, if I hear Shibata's music, I'm going to cry. And like, I was just, like, I was in shock. I was like, wow, like he, he showed up here? Like, wh- what? And there was a lot of people who were like, yeah, I don't know who that guy is. I don't know who, like everybody else that like knew who Shibata was was like, dude, like this was a massive surprise because like nobody thought that he would show up here. It was it was fucking awesome. It was kind of awesome. Yeah. But back to the main event. Tanahashi gets hit with the Death Rider. One, two, three. Moxie wins. And we're like, okay, cool. Yeah, the match is over. Everything's over. Tanahashi, once again, Tanahashi had to fucking sell. Tanahashi laid in that ring for 15 minutes. Laid in that ring for 15 minutes because all of a sudden, Jericho comes down. The rest of the jerk-off society. All oh, the rest of the fucking... Uh, goddamn BBC. They're fighting. They're fighting. Tanahashi had to lay there. Had to fucking lay there. Fucking lay there for five goddamn minutes while everybody's fighting. And that's how you go off from your second biggest pay-per-view of the year. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, that's how... That's it? That's how you ended Blood and Guts? I mean, not Blood and Guts, but that's how you ended fucking Forbidden Door? That's it? Okay, dude. Okay. All right. All right. That was it. That was it. That was the end of Forbidden Door. But it's like, what the fuck? But I was, I was just, I was at a fucking loss at that point. 
fucking lost. So then we go to Monday Night Raw. Like the show starts off immediately with like John Cena walking into the fucking show, greeting everybody, shaking hands, hugging people, and acting like he's back forever. And it's like, oh my god, John's back, John's back, woo! Everybody's like just losing their shit. It's like, okay, okay. Yeah, it's his 20th birthday. Everybody yeah. was just like, yeah, it was fucking awesome. So then we had a battle royal. And I'm angry because it's like, I've suggested this for weeks, <laughs> but it's a battle royal for the spot in the men's money in the bank. So we're having this match. There's a couple of cool spots where like they tried to throw Ricochet out and Ricochet jumped on a ladder. Then he jumped back in and it's like, come on. Like Ricochet should definitely have a spot. Halfway through, Miz fakes a leg injury. And then like him and AJ have like a spot. He throws AJ out. And it's like, okay. And that plays into like something later. And it's like, okay. And so we get down to the last person. And the last person is Riddle. And Riddle is now going to Money in the Bank. So yeah, now Riddle's in Money in the Bank. One more spot. One more spot open in Money in the Bank. We don't know who it's going to be. It's going to be somebody else. So yeah, that's a thing. So here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Street Profits are going to have a match. My touch for it is going to have a match with Jay Uso. And they're talking. And the match is to find out who's going to have a stipulation for their match. And John Cena is talking. John Cena keeps saying, never give up. And it hits the Street Profits, never give up. They haven't even announced it yet, but I'm figuring if the Street Profits won, which they did, Montez Ford beat Jey Uso, that they're going to have a never give up match. So then we're having backstage thing, and they're doing this like people send in tributes for memorial and it's John Cena celebration and it starts off with HBK somehow he's growing his hair back I'm fucking jealous but he's growing his fucking hair back and he seems <laughs> to look like fucking HBK of old and you're like oh shit it says Hall of Famer then it says the big show and you're like oh yes yeah, the big wait what so what is he he's over there and it's like no this is brand new footage of the big show then we see Booker T it's like okay you can't get creepier than that it, it, it doesn't get any creepier than that. It's Booker T the Big Show. <laughs> then Daniel Bryan. What? This is current Daniel Bryan? <laughs> yeah, John Cena, I love you. What? It, the forbidden door is really open? Yeah. Then we see Trish Stratus and Triple H. You swear the Big Show thing is old footage. But then they showed current Daniel Bryan. Bryan Danielson, if you will. <laughs> the reason... I knew that the Big Show thing wasn't old footage was because he was gray. And like, soon as it happened, I didn't think old footage. What I thought was, huh, Big Show get released from AEW and no one said anything? That's why he's back. Like, that's that's exactly what I was thinking because I'm like, he's not, like, is he not under contract? We haven't seen him in a long time. Maybe he's not under contract. Maybe that's why he was able to be here. 
And then when they showed Daniel, current Daniel, that's current him on WWE TV. And it's like, holy shit, the forbidden door is really open. It's really open. So that was a thing. So then we had a backstage with Rey Mysterio, Dominic, Finn Balor, and Damian Priest. The best part about this was everything. The best part about this was so much effort. They're talking, and Finn is trying to convince Dominic to come over to his side. And all of a sudden, Damian just starts speaking Spanish. So, Spanish, and Ray's looking at him like, you know what, maybe you have an idea. And Ray's getting mad, but like, then Ray speaks Spanish back to Damien. And everybody's like, okay, yeah, that's normal. Then Finn goes, coming kilo. And he starts speaking Spanish too. And you're like, okay, like that got a little bit, that got a little bit weird. And then Ray tells him to a match. And Ray literally says, you think I'm a bad father? Next week, I'm going to show you father I am. Like, <laughs> dog, like, dog, are you okay? Like, come on. That like, was the fucking quote of the fucking night. Like, that's fucking line ever. <laughs> Dog, when he said that, I lost it. I was like, yo, there's no way. There's no fucking way you actually said that. I fucking lost it, dude. <laughs> I'll show you how bad of a father I am. Next week. Dude, what? Don't say things like that. Like, I expect they're reacting, like, you know, years ago, that fucking Harlem Heat uh, um, promo, whatever, where Booker was like, oh, fuck, like, like, he, like he caught himself. Like, I expected yeah. that reacting epic. I, like, I wish that he would have had that reaction, because it was just so, what <laughs> the fuck, dude? Like, what <laughs> the fuck? So, then we get back, we do a fucking career perspective. Then we get the Miz in the ring, and they're interviewing the Miz. They're like, Miz, what about Paul? Miz is like, what about Logan Paul? And Logan Paul's training, and him training, and Miz is like, oh, he's like, we're gonna be tag team champions. And like, even the commentators are like, dog, don't you remember you beat his ass? And like, the fucking interviewer says, yo, you beat his ass at WrestleMania. He's like, no, I was just showing him how to get over. And like. Before, like before all this, I had already like knew that Logan Paul was coming back. So Logan Paul officially signed to WWE a multi-year contract. So oh, Logan Paul is now part of the WWE, and he will wrestle Miz at SummerSlam. So yeah, that's the thing. Multi-year contract. Wow, I thought it was gonna be like a part-time thing. <laughs> okay. No, you could be part-time multi-year. Like, Ronda Rousey is part-time multi-year. Yeah. Like, there's a lot of part-time multi-year, so, yeah, I'm not too... Yeah, I don't really give a shit. Like <laughs> <laughs> a Brock Lesnar type of deal. Maybe. Yeah, like, they'll only, they'll only bring him in on big pay-per-views. Like, he's not working every show. He'll be in the big shows, and that's the thing. So, then we had Miz versus... AJ Styles and they had a match 
Miz wins by countout after he bloodies up AJ Styles. Didn't we have an interaction between John Cena and Ezekiel? And it's like, okay, this is uh, weird. And then we have Theory. And Theory's cutting his promo to save his life. And it's like looking into a mirror. It's John Cena versus John Cena from an alternate universe with a beard. That's what it is. Like, I'm not even joking. They're the same fucking human. They're the same fucking human. And Theory's cutting his promo. And it's just like, okay, who, who, who really cares? We know where this is. Who y'all see here? Yeah, we know where this is going. It's going to fucking SummerSlam. They're going to fight. We said it on a podcast last week. We said it on a podcast a couple months ago. We said it on a podcast a while ago. It's happening. We we knew this is happening. It's not no special. Oh, my God, this happened. So then we get another John Cena thing. We get Kurt Angle, who looks supremely old. Then we get Randy Orton. And we get JBL. And at this point, I'm like, there's no way that they're going to be more Forbidden Door. Then we get the wizard, Chris Jericho. What the <laughs> fuck do you mean? It wasn't, it wasn't old Chris Jericho. It's wizard Chris Jericho. Stephanie McMahon in Stone Cold. But we get wizard Chris Jericho. And it's like, Doug, what, 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 the, what, the, what, what just happened? And he opened up the door with his magical powers. <laughs> yeah, and then we find out that WWE reached out to AEW and said, hey, can we get some of your guys that really know John Cena to do this tribute thing? And AEW says, sure, the bidding door open. And yeah, that was a thing. That, that was a thing. So then we get back in the ring and we have Bianca Belair talking about her opponent, Carmella. And she's talking about us. She doesn't think Carmella steps up her game. It's there. Carmella needs to be better. Carmella comes out and talks a little bit of shit. And then they get into like a brawl and like Bianca just pushes her down and it's over. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, that's it? So then we get the sisters who should be a tag team if they had tag team titles, but they don't. So the sisters, Alexa Bliss and... Liv Morgan are talking and they're just having this argument. They're having this argument about who's going to be better, who's better. And they're going to have this tag team match. And they're like, who's better, who's better, who's better? And they're going to have this match. And like, Alexa points out something. She was like, you've done everything. You've never won a big match. You've never did the thing. You've just been surviving. You've never stepped up and did the thing. And Liv said, yeah, I'm going to do it. And on Saturday, I'm going to be Miss Money in the Bank. She pins Alexa. They shake hands. And of course, you're like, what the fuck? Like, like the way that they, like, the way that they're, like, shitting on Liv is, like, you know that Liv is going to win. You know that Liv is going to win. But at the same time, it's like, there's not a guarantee. Because this last person who gets into the Money in the bank, you're like, ah, well, that's uh, right. Yeah. So then we get Mr. McPervert. I mean, Mr. McMahon. He comes out and he introduces John Cena. All of the wrestlers are lined up outside waiting for John Cena to come out. And John Cena cuts his promo about how he loves WWE, how he loves wrestling. 
and he's going to be back. But he's not going to be back for one match. He's going to be back for a couple of matches. And we're all like, what? Like, we know about the Austin Theory match. What else are you going to do? We're going to do other things. Like, what? Like, you what? Like, that's, that's exactly how it felt. Like, what? What else are you going to do? Other things. Why? Okay, then. So, then we get a handicap match. American Alpha's top team versus Fox. With, with Austin Theory as a special guest enforcer. Woo! So, yeah. So, then we get Bob beating the shit out of everybody. You know, he beats fucking America's top team alpha. And then all of a sudden, Theory gets in. He beats the shit out of all of them. So it's like, okay, how's Theory gonna win? How's Theory gonna win? How's Theory gonna beat this guy? And it's like, uh, I don't know. I honestly don't know, but Theory's gonna win because, like, there's no way Theory's losing. Going into the match against Cena, there's no way he's losing. Like, you're not gonna tell me he's gonna lose. I'll put it this way, right? Oh, nine. You ain't cheating. He's yeah. definitely a So then we had an interview with Cody Rhodes, and they're asking him about money in the bank. And he said something very interesting, and like at the same time, we know that it can't happen. He said something interesting, like, "Yeah, I hope Seth wins so I can beat Seth." And it's like, I'll be watching very close on Saturday. And I'm like, okay. And then we get the another Joker moment where Seth literally laughs John Cena's theme song to John Cena. I don't mean just like laughs at it. He does it and laughs to John Cena. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> irritating. And then he goes, remember when I broke your nose, John? It's like, come on. like, like No one's going to tell me he's not the Joker now. Like, come on. Like, like, what are we gonna stop playing and just call him with? Like, he's literally the Joker. That's some shit that we, that <laughs> Joker is Dude. And then, like, Joker winds up running into almost. And almost is talking about, I'm going to win, boss. I'm like, okay. Yeah, you're gonna win, right? All right. So then we have the main event. And the main event is. A women's match, an eliminator women's match. And it's like, come on, you guys are just dicking us now. Because, like, I've been saying this for months. Like, we keep having this five person match. Why can't we change it up? This is another way of changing it up. It's like, what the fuck? So, people are dropping one by one by one. Like, it was Becky, it was Tamina, it was. Who else was in it? Nikki Ash, Dewdrop, and somebody else. Oh, Zia Lee. They're all in it. And Becky wins. So Becky is now in Money in the Bank. So, yeah, that's that's the thing. Becky's in Money in the Bank now. <laughs> yep. Yeah, so that, that, that's looking like right now, it's looking like Becky is going to win. 
when we when we do the card breakdown, which we're going to do in a few minutes after we review Dynamite, yeah, I'm pretty sure that Becky looks like she's gonna win, but like I said, I'm pretty sure that you never know. Like you never know. We'll 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 get to it. We'll get to it. So we get to Lion Guts on AEW and so Orange Cassidy gets his theme back we heard over the weekend he was going to get his original song back that he used in the indies James. and so here's like here's my problem with the song hmm? the song was cool for him when he was in the indies it was perfect for him perfect like perfecto when he was in the indies when he came out and he start coming out to Where's My Mind? And, like, he drew a whole different level of, like, exposure and, like, growth and, like, fucking upgrade. This song does not fit the new Orange Cassidy. It doesn't fit him. Like, I'm watching it and I'm like, yeah, no, this is his old thing for nostalgia purposes. Yes, that makes sense. It's for nostalgia purposes. Yes, it does. This is what he used on the indies. Fine with that. I'm totally fine with that. But watching him come out to that in this fucking big, huge venue, and like half of the people are popping because they're like, I remember that. And the other half are like, oh, he has to do music. Okay, cool. And it's like, there's a lot of people who have no prior knowledge of what's going on with Orange Cassidy's music. And also, the music doesn't fit him like today in his new standards. Like I, I don't I don't agree with that. Like I, like I said, I know people have like because it's old school and it's like yeah no that's fine but it doesn't fit with his new purposes. I didn't like it anyway. <laughs> I mean yeah. So it's all Edo Ethan Page versus Orange Cassidy. They have a match. So throughout the match, Orange trying to body slam Ego. He's trying to body slam. Him. Keeps trying to body symbol. Dan Lambert is out there. First off, when Dan Lambert came out there with orange juice, I'm like, oh, this is gonna be a play. So he's trying to body slam it. Like they're fighting, trying to body slam. It. So Dan Lambert gets up in a gets up distraction. Orange Cassidy grabs the juice, takes a swig of the juice, gives it back to the fucking Dan Lambert. He hits beach break on fucking not beach break, Superman punch on fucking ego, knocks him down. Then he turns around and spits the juice in Dan Lambert's face and then body slams Ego and gets the win. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Wasn't too into that. So that was a thing. So then we get Christian. He comes out who says some unchristiany things because he's in Christian and Tony Schiavone says, how do you feel? And he says he regrets saying last week that he wished it about um, Jungle Boy's dead dad. You know what? I wish his whole family was dead instead of his mom. But call me. It's like, okay, like, it's so weird. Like, I know it's supposed to be getting heat on him, but it's like, I, and it's just like stupid. So, the MJF cheap heat. Yeah, it's, it's like so dumb. It's, 
Then he said, yeah, I wanted a match, but not for me. I wanted it for New Kane. And the Kane music hit. Yeah, Kane music hits. Fire comes up in this new black Luchasaurus. And Luchasaurus beats up Serpentico, pins him. And then after the match, Luchasaurus chokeslams Serpentico on the floor. Well, if that doesn't mind you, Kane, what does? What? By the way, um, Luchasaurus won with the snare trap, which is Jungle Boy's submission move. Like a variation of it. Oh, yeah. So then we get Scorpio Sky and Bird Low, and they're arguing about the title match. And I'm not going to lie, at this point, I don't give two fucks. Don't give two fucks. Like, I used to care about Warlow. I don't give two fucks. So, then we get the Ass Boys and Max Caster and the rest of the crew. They come out, because they have a tag team match. So, Dan Housen is like, yeah, so, I I got tag team partners. I don't know who these guys are. Maybe they're good at wrestling. And then FTR's music hits. And FTR are the tag. So, it's FTR versus the Ass Boys and Max Caster. It's just going and like, like this match was like this match was match. It's like okay, cool. This is dope. FTR is dope, and the matches go, and then all of a sudden the ref gets distracted, and Anthony Bowens gets his ring with a crutch and goes to hit Danhausen. Danhausen moves. And when it hits the ass boy, the end, one, two, three, match is over. And the ass boys are like, what the fuck, dude, you hit me? And they're arguing. And daddy ass gets in there. Daddy ass is like, shut up. And he goes off with fucking Max Caster and Anthony Bowen. He's with them. And it's like, dude, if you didn't see this coming from the beginning, like you weren't paying attention. Like, I don't I know. Did, if, but I did. The funny part is, like, I don't know if he's going to stay with them permanently or, like, just for a little bit. But I know Caster and Anthony Bowens are going to wind up being, like, good guys. Yeah. Uh, like, I think this whole scenario goes down, but I thought within the instant, Billy was going to be traded, like, quick. So, like, I didn't know it was going to last, like, a little longer than... Yeah, no, like, I, I didn't. Like, them yeah, no, I totally didn't. I know this is going to come up this way. Because, like, I feel like this is either going to be a long play on the Ass Boys and Billy Gunn, or this is going to be a fucking betrayal. You know yeah. what I mean? No, I got you. So, then, I'm saying, and Jay Lethal, they're challenging Samoa Joe... To the pay-per-view, which is July 30th, I think. July 30th to 23rd, whatever. Ring of Honor pay-per-view. It's like we're right back into another AEW pay-per-view. Like, one every once a month. Let's see how this goes. This is a Ring of Honor pay-per-view, so, yeah. So, then we get Jade Cargill versus Layla Gray. And they're having a match. And, of course, Jade Cargill beats Layla Gray. And... So after that, Stokely Halfway gets on the mic and says, yo, 
I issued a challenge last night. Nobody accepted except for Layla Gray. She don't even go here. He said, well, <laughs> Athena, Chris Statlander, y'all are too punk to come down and do something about it. So they run out and they just start beating up Jay Cargill and Kara Hogan. And Stokely gets in Layla Gray's ear and says, yo, you should go in there and help them. Like, you should help them. You're a baddie. You should help them. So she goes in there and helps them. They turn right around and just tells her, fuck off, and leaves. It's like, dog, she helps you. Get out of here. And he just leave her there. It's like, wait, did you just go to do that to Layla? What the fuck? Like, this, this should be a thing. I hope it comes back to bite them in the ass eventually, but, like, whatever. Oh, she'll probably join eventually. Yeah. So, but she has to sign first, so that's, that's the first thing. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the whole reason why they're not accepting her first, you know. Yes. So then we get the Young Bucks, and they're like, every one of our friends are hurt. And they're like... We don't know what to do. So they're looking for a new tag team challenger. So they say, be Shimon, us against you. But you know what? Not even for the titles. If you beat us, then you can challenge us for the titles. And it's like, dog, what? On Rampage? So... You were expecting different tag team titles? Yeah. So then we get the announcement of the Royal Rampage Battle Royal on Rampage. It's a couple men. I don't know how many men, but it's a bunch of men. And the winner gets to become number one contender for John Moxley's new title. It's like, okay, cool. I want to see like 20 of them. Yeah. So then we have Jericho Jerkoff Society versus the Blackpool Combat Club in blood and guts. So, I'm literally going to take a page from this person who tweeted this out because he literally made more sense than anybody ever when this comes to anything. I'm going to say who this person is after I tell you the tweet. This person okay. said, we've been called garbage wrestlers, mud wrestlers, and our shit will never sell. And on TV every week, you see our stuff. The stuff that we do on TV every week. Don't see our shit isn't mainstream. And as soon as this person said this, I'm like, I've literally been screaming this on the podcast for fucking years. <laughs> I've literally been screaming the same shit. Because you know who that person was? Oh. That was fucking Mance Warner referencing all of this shit GCW. And everybody talks about, oh, GCW's garbage, GCW's this. And every time I say, I've seen that same shit in GCW. So I'm yep. not impressed when people are like, oh my God, this is so impressive. I've seen it. I've seen it in GCW. I'm not impressed. And the fact that he said it to the world is exactly what I've been thinking. Like I said, this is exactly what I've been thinking. And at least somebody had the balls enough to say it besides me. So, in that fucking match, in Blood and Guts, they use glass, they use thumbtacks, they lose tables, they use barbed wires. And all of this shit is like, I'm literally going like with my GCW knowledge, like, 
I'm waiting for light tubes to come out. No, they didn't use light tubes. I was like, okay. Oh, I was waiting for the door. <laughs> yeah, they would have, they would have did the door, and I would have lost it. I would have fucking lost it. I've been screaming like all fucking day. So, like, but it would have been yeah. for the minute of the show. Yeah. So here's the thing. They're doing a match, and like, so the match is like almost done. It's like 10 more minutes to the match. And so they get out of the cage because Ty Conti comes out, and fucking JR and them go, oh, it's Ruby Riot. They had to be corrected because it was, it's fucking, no, it is Ruby Soho. Ruby Soho. So they, they corrected her. They they even called Dean Ambrose and fucking Daniel Bryan. They said all the wrong names. It's like, yeah. So, then, then, fucking, then, opens the door, Ruby Soho stops her. But, Here's the funny part. Jericho goes up top. Eddie Kingston goes up top. Somebody else goes up top. Here's the thing. They're laying up there. They're just fucking laying there. They're fucking laying there. And like, I swear to God, like you can see everything and they're laying there. Chris Jericho yells out, yo, are we in commercial? Dude yells back, we're fucking live. And Jericho gets up and is like, oh guys, we got to do something. It's like, oh fuck. So they start fighting. They start fighting on the top, and so we didn't. The funny part is like they're all focusing on what's happening on the top. Nobody is focusing on shit on the bottom. So before the match, I find out that they have a double table down at the announce table. It's like, oh, somebody's going through that. So I knew that immediately. So we don't see what's happening on the bottom. All I know, and no one else knows what happened. Santana just went down. Santana went down. And it's like, okay. So everybody was like, oh, what what happened? Santana went down. And you like you can't see it, but people there was like, yo, something happened and Santana just went down. And Santana was just down. And like stop wrestling. And Santana was just down. And so we come to find out Santana is injured. It it's God, looking this like they said it's looking really bad because whatever happened it fucked Santana up. Cause like even walking him out of the cage, they was like, yeah, it's bad. It was like it's bad. And I was like, what the fuck happened? And like we didn't see what was happening. On what was going on on top of the cage? What was going on on top of the cage was Sammy Guevara got from Eddie Kingston and it was like okay yeah hooray who cares the finish of the match I love the finish of the match because it plays so deep into a lot of things that I was like oh my god this is perfect this is perfect so Daddy Magic or whatever the fuck his name is is up there Cesaro's up there Eddie Kingston's up there Jericho's up there Four people's up there. And Eddie finally gets his hands on Jericho. Eddie has that submission move. He's stretching him. He's stretching him. He's waiting for him to tap. At the same time, Cesaro grabs Daddy Magic, puts him in a sharpshooter. And he has Jericho seconds, seconds, literally seconds from tapping. Daddy Magic taps out on the sharpshooter 
and Eddie's like, what the fuck just happened? He didn't tap out. And the ref goes, Daddy Magic tapped out to Cesaro. And Kingston get up and he's pissed. He's like, dude, what the fuck? He's... And Cesaro's like, Doug, we won. Chill. Eddie's pissed. He's like, I was going to make him tap out. He's like, chill, we won. He's like, I was going to make him tap out. I finally had him where I wanted him. I wanted to hurt him. He said, chill, we won. And this brings up, this not only brings up fight for Jericho and Eddie Kingston to have, but a deeper, deeper fight with Eddie Kingston and Cesar or Claudio. Yes. Now, I know people like have been asking, what is their beef? Their beef comes from the Indies. The thing is, I literally have no idea what their beef is. Like, I'm not even joking, and I'm not one of those fake fans, because I have no idea what the fuck happened. Because if you watch Ring of Honor, they had beef in Ring of Honor, and they... Time it was like, oh, these gentlemen have beef from whatever, and like it just went in and out of my ear because it was like, oh, it's storyline. But come to find out, like after all those years, and when I look back, I found out that they had beef wherever they were wrestling at before this, and it carried over into Ring of Honor. And when they got the Ring of Honor, they had that little beef, and it's like, okay, yeah, but what was the beef and it's been so long that everybody's just like oh they just hate each other and it's like well why don't we get a full transcription of what's actually happening and people are like yeah so I'm gonna be honest with you I don't uh-huh. think hardly anybody knows because I've actually asked people in the wrestling business on Twitch and whatever because you know there's a lot of wrestlers who like stream on Twitch and whatever like I'd be in the chat and I asked them like, what's the beef and whatever? They're like, I, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, like, it's... Like, it's, it's just... I Like, I'm really just like, what the fuck? It's just, it's just one of those what the fuck things. Where it's like, god damn it, dude. Like, what what's, what's happening? <laughs> like, in... The, like, most of the people who do know who Eddie Kingston is and who Clark they're like, oh, they have beef. And, like, none of them know why they have beef. Like, none of them literally know why. Like, you can ask any of them. Nobody knows why. They don't know why. Because nobody knows. Like, nobody fucking knows. Like, in their... Like I said, there's a lot of, like, indie hardcore wrestling fans that watch AEW and still have no idea. Like like I said, me myself, I have no fucking idea and I know so much wrestling history. I have no fucking idea what they're real. Like there's a few people who tried to spin it like, oh my god, it's actually real beef. It's real beef. And it's like I can almost guarantee you 100% it's not real. And like, if it's the beef, if it's what I'm thinking beef is I once again just feel like this is like this is one of those weird misinterpretations 
that have got blown out of proportion from Eddie's ego. Because if it's what I think it is, it's basically Claudio called him lazy. And saying you're a lazy fuck. Like you don't fucking work. That's it. Like that's that's what I'm thinking it is. I'm not guaranteeing that that's what it is. But that's what I'm thinking. It's kind of the same thing that he has with Punk, right? Yeah, it's it's kind of the same thing. And if that's it, I'm just going to be pissed. It's like, come on, like, your ego is so messed. Can't let that go. Like, even even though you know that you're, like, 100% way better, like, you can't let that go. Like, it's that deep. What? So... Yeah, I mean, that's the thing. But, like, they're going to wind up fighting. And then we're going to get, like, we're going to get the whole story or whatever the interpretation of the story is. And that's going to, like, oh, that's going to that's gonna be the thing for the show. But, like, that's that's where that's at. And also, I feel like Jericho is going to wind up facing John Moxley. Not the first challenger, because the first challenger is going to be predicated through... The Royal Rampage Battle Royal. This is kind of like Royal Rumble. Nobody's calling them out on that shit, but whatever. But like, th- like wh- whoever wins that is going to be the first, the first challenger for John Moxley, and Jericho will probably want to be in the second. So yeah, that's where that Battle Royal, whatever, had like twenty to thirty people. So. Pretty much identical. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's all of the show. Yep. Anything else you gotta say about the show? Um. Mm, do we question? Do we fucking cover like our? Predictions for Money in the Bank yet or not? That's, that's right. We're supposed to do the prediction. Okay. So, yeah, Money in the Bank. So, Natalia, Natalia versus Rousey. Who do you have in this match? I wish it was Natty, but it's going to be Ronda. Okay. Bianca mm-hmm. Belair. No, of course it's going to be Ronda. Bianca Belair versus Carmella. Who do you have here? Yeah. Okay. The Usos versus the Street Profits. Who do you have here? Regardless of the match, it's going to be Street Profits. You said it might be some type of I quit match? Yeah. Yeah. Like, regardless, it's going to be the Street Profits, even if it's a regular match. Yes. So, then we have Theory versus Bob Lash. Who do you have there? Theory with some sort of fire. Yeah, same. So then we have Lacey Evans, Alexa Bliss, Liv Morgan, Raquel Rodriguez, Oscar, Shotzi, and Becky. There. It feels off to me because there's seven people, so I think some like someone else. Uh, but okay. for now, I'm gonna say Liv. Okay, I'm saying Bailey. You say who? I mean Becky. Not Bailey. I mean oh. Becky. Becky. Not Bailey. 
So then we have the men's money in the bank, which is Seth freaking Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Sheamus, Omas, Samuel Zinnin, Riddle, and Toby Dittleman. We don't know who that person is. We will add that person on SmackDown. So even though they add a new person, it doesn't matter to me because I'm still going with Seth. Me too. Yeah. Like, as so, of right now, Seth's the only one that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's like... That's it. That's the Survivor Series. Thingy. Money to bank. Money to <laughs> bank. Think about that. Like, wait, that's not right. Yeah, because it's like, who gives a shit, though? Like, I'm going to be honest. Like, like, this is, like... I know exactly what's going to happen because this happens every fucking time. Every mm-hmm. fucking time we just say some dumb shit, be like, yeah, you know, whatever. Like this, this show is gonna be like whatever, and then it's like, uh, yeah, but this is actually really fucking good. Remember Money in the Bank? <laughs> I mean, that Money in the Bank fucking hell in itself. See, see, <laughs> see, see, see. Like we went in there like thinking like, eh, it's okay. Mm-hmm. You know, some bangers on that shit. Exactly. <laughs> See, that's the thing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's the show. Any last thing I want to say? Please, no more injuries. No. <laughs> no. Even no. No. Why? Like, why more injuries? More injuries. <laughs> that means more opportunities. No. Oh, shit. That's like, a good point. No, more injuries. Like, it's fucked up for the people who get injured, but also, like, fucking great for the people who, like, don't get I'm enough. Sorry. Yeah, it's like, fuck, yeah, do that. Like, I'm sorry. <laughs> like, don't get injured, but, like, fuck. Like, bro, like, we have to push new tonic because people are injured. Yeah. Do the. All right, yeah, that's a good point. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, like fucking. So yeah, um, since that's it, then we'll see you on Sunday. Bye. <laughs>